going on? Welcome to the Crew 3 Podcast. Everyone's rocking with movies. Always are my co-hosts, Chris and Ricky. Gentlemen, say hello. Hey. Hi. Hello. Hey. No salutes. No salutes. Finger guns. Oh, Texas Tech. Uh, All right. So we are off an exciting weekend of of Pro Tour action. And uh, you know what? What? I don't think I realized, like, how much it was going to hit me to see, like, paper. Even if it wasn't Pioneer, right? Just to see, like, good, high-level paper magic being played again. Now, there, there is an asterisk at that high level because clearly everyone is really paper rusty. And uh, Twitch chat, no one was cheating. Like, at least the people everyone was saying was cheating. Look, we're just all used to Arena holding our hand for the last three years. Right, right, right. Uh, I got to see, like, Willie Edel uh, playing Limited and, like, multiple times just be like, uh, you don't get that. Yeah. Like, it's like uh, attack with the, the sword that makes the might. Uh-huh. Like, attack, write down damage, and then, like, oh, my might token. It's just like, no, 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 no. You wrote down damage. There's yeah. no more might token. Um, I will say, speaking of the draft, day two draft pods were a lot better than day one draft pods, where day one draft pod was like, here's my six mana white planeswalker. Well, here's my seven mana white planeswalker. Okay, good right. game. Good game. I mean, a lot of games just ended because you got run over because you didn't play two drops. Yeah, there were also the day two draft. There was like ten evolving adapters open in that one pod. Oh yeah, yeah, that card's so, so sick. Everyone had evolving adaptives. I don't know how Nasif made it out of his second pod. Uh, he drafted a deck with no two drops. Yeah, he had one two drop. It was the the three one equipment, the equipment that gives plus one minus one mm-hmm. for two mana. The uh, no other two drops, and like watching him draft and he was just like whoa he's got like a lot of good red cards and then just like and eh, then take some green cards and then take some white cards and then some black cards and then we're in pack three and it's like there's a good green common to cement him into red green oh but he's taking a black card instead okay all right that's fine he knows what he's doing yeah it's that's why we're here talking about the pro tour not on the not pro, on tour. pro tour yeah yeah um does Luca actually make you sacrifice your token? That's the question of the day. Uh, I don't think so, but Reduke doesn't need it. He didn't. Um, because uh, uh, Luca, Luca just says, uh, "Oh, hold on." Luca, Luca is minus one, minus one. You make a three-three green Frexian beast creature token with toxic one. Yeah, you don't sack it. Yeah, you don't sack it. The one that deals damage. That last uh, deals to no, you don't either. Yep, it is deals damage. Sacrificed his six drop, and the game went on for two more turns without that six drop, and he won anyways. Oh man, sometimes you're just too good at the game, you know. Right, I don't need my six five reach trample. Yeah, sometimes you're also just uh, Ben Madsen, who just is audibly telling his opponent their plays as they make them. The John I mean, Madden of Magic the Gathering, as it were. Yeah, I like, that's I, what you do when you play Arena, though, because your opponent can't hear you, right? Yeah. You, you no, practice I'm, like you're streaming, and you're just like, yeah. all right, so opponent doesn't know this, but no, we're going to really get him with this I was, counter. I was so into the Cinderella story this weekend. I can't, like, the, yeah, I'm going to, like, I'll be lucky if I can 2-8, if I can, like, 2-6 day one into, oh, we made finals against Reed Duke? 
I will say the coverage either, was amazing. Coverage was great. Either who, either person winning that finals is going to be a hell of a story. Right, right, right. Uh, the the option to one step one throw away the advantage bar. Yeah, that's gone. Good. Advantage uh, bar is good. The I like the we're going to delay the like the delay. Yes, the, we're going to delay watching matches just so we just have like. Every now and then, two minutes of downtime. Everything else is like constant gameplay. Right. Well, it with the delay, they also could uh, skip sideboarding. Yes, that as well. I want to. I want to highlight that because, like, if this was your first Pro Tour experience, we have a lot of uh, players who are newer to Magic. Because Pioneer, I think, is very, very new player friendly. The difference in the Pro Tour, as far as like it used to be, there was so much downtime. There'd be like twenty minutes of downtime where they were like, "Oh, we're in between rounds." And this style of coverage was a little more golf style, where it allowed them to kind of hop around to you know whatever wherever the action was, or like you said, skip sideboarding. So it really made for I think a much more pleasant viewing experience. A couple times I feel like the angles angles were a little weird, where like I couldn't tell what cards were, and the overlay wasn't working really well, where you were supposed to be able to like hover cards and see what they were. But um, overall, I knew when the Pro Tour was, which is a huge difference from how it, how it's been. Right, I knew when. When this really, really eventful, impactful Magic the Gathering tournament for many thousands of dollars for prizes was, we all tuned in. We we co-streamed it. We live tweeted it. Yeah. We did everything that we were we yeah, were doing. Shout, shout out to uh, shout out to Serva for joining me Sunday for as we just co co commentated just over the regular stream. Just had some fun talking about Magic with some of the viewers at home. Uh, it's definitely a good time there. Yeah, thanks Servo for that and. And yeah, it was just, it was a lot of fun. But I, I did want to bring up, like I said, like we were talking about the coverage aspect of it, and um, it was it was way better. You know, you mentioned before we jumped on this call, viewership numbers were up, yes. you know, a hundred percent, a thousand percent, something like that. Yeah, during during the, finals, they hit like they either hit or were just shy of thirty thousand. And mm-hmm. I remember during Mythic Championships, set championships, where all the arena ones, right? It's like we weren't even hitting like four thousand viewers. Right. right, right, yeah, way lower the, numbers couple hiccups um filming ahead of time segments with cedric phillips or other people on the floor out of out of order absolutely great don't accidentally start them mm-hmm. with the result uh twice they uh they cut cedric phillips and it's like oh i'm cedric phillips uh here with shoda who uh oh, just lost a real nail biter game in the quarterfinals of the top eight and then they cut away because oops, we weren't supposed to play that yet. Right. Yeah. It's like, right. Now we're going to go to Shoti Ahsoka and his game in the quarterfinals. Right. And it's right. just like, right. oh gosh, right. I wonder who yeah. wins. I wonder who sometimes, wins. That sometimes one. they would also start the audio for it. That yeah, happened a couple times. Audio for it. Yeah. Yeah. I will say though, like it's so because of because of how many matches they were filming at, at like once. Right. It was really wild to see whenever they would cut to the production studio shots instead of it being like one monitor setup it was a massive production like right. it, should be. it was it was insane how much their how big their setup was but i mean you gotta hands them like we can't trust of how just generally great it was and as much as i would say like you know it obviously we can't get this every gp a week right like we can't do that but if this is the kind of coverage we're gonna get going for for the pro tour for worlds like i'm in i am sold i am here we're on the right track. Right. Agreed. I go like I am this gave me a lot of hope. This was the way to bring back the Pro Tour. You know, we are we are quick to criticize, 
um, the the things that need to be fixed. I think this is one of those things that we all agree went, generally speaking, really, really, really well. Not perfect, mm-hmm. but in general, I was very, very, very happy, especially with the improvement that we've seen um, when it comes to this Pro Tour versus some of the previous events we've been seeing. Now, but clearly, the Manny and the Machine bit, they aren't working. No, 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 no. I don't, I don't know what that was. It stopped being funny after, like, the third round of him being wrong uh, and, and, like, finding new reasons to blame the computer. I don't know that he got a prediction right the whole weekend. Um, I don't know who that guy is, to be honest with you. They've been around for a Ooh. while, but they just kind of threw a couple people on onto the camera at some point and were like, these uh, are... Manny, uh, I'm blanking on his name, but he was in the, like, the booth with uh, Maria Bertoli. Yeah, I, I hear you. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know... There's a couple people that they, they threw on the Pro Tour commentating cast a while ago, and I don't know who they are. Like, they just kind of showed up, and I was like, okay, cool. But yeah, the Manning the Machine bit, that that needs to be a one and done. <laughs> that was uh, really, really bad, if you ask me. Uh, I, I, don't, yeah. I don't remember seeing that. Maybe I every time I tuned in, it was like nonstop coverage, right? It would yeah, only ever stop did, for like two minutes. When they did throw it back to the, the news desk, they call it, instead of the analyst desk, they call it the news desk. Um, they had the the you know the expert, the the color commentary, as opposed to the you know the play by play person. Even though it was a news desk, try and pick the winner along with their algorithm, their fake algorithm that they were using. Because, because it was a carryover bit from Vegas where it was Manny versus the machine, and yeah. the air quotes the computer won every time, and Manny was always wrong. So this time they teamed up, and Manny the the bit was. Well, the computer says this, but Manny says this, so we're going to say it's this instead. And he continued to be wrong. Wrong. Okay. Very fair. Um, I, I don't know. I was just like amazed by the pro tour. Yeah, it was. It was great nonstop action. I will say, like, if, at, when the stream first started, the like constant go was a bit jarring. Where I was like, okay, we got a minute, and then they're just like. Yeah. Here's game two. Here's yeah, game I didn't two. have 20 minutes of case in the microwave anymore. Right. Yeah. yeah. It was, they, didn't, they didn't tell us, hey, we've increased our game tenfold. You're not going to be waiting uh, 20 minutes yeah. doing nothing. So it was also sometimes over. a little hard to catch if someone mulliganed. Like, you really had to keep an eye out for the dice, or like, you really had to pay attention to commentary being like, well, they mold to four. Um, and then the hand cam could have been a little bigger, or not bigger, but like I think it would have been a little more noticeable. But generally, no, it was great. Uh, and also in the face camera, no, not no, the no. face camera. The they had like hand trackers off to the side, but they weren't like they were not regularly updated. Yeah, uh, but shout out to Fire Shoes for being si- like side table managing life totals. We gotta. I'm gonna try to get Fire Shoes on the show here next week Man. or two. They go. have closed messages. I tried to reach out to them. I, I've shot shots. Don't worry. I have connections. Right. We've got the connections, oh, okay? Connections. Yeah, we've got the carrier pigeon, all right? Right, right. Yeah. Uh, we've got so the, the hinge. Got... We check hinge. Wait, not hinge. What's the, what was that thing? Hive? Hive. 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 We check the hive DMs. Mastodon. 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 Um, yeah, no, like I... dead, so, you know. <laughs> I, I thought it was for a second. I logged in. It was like. You need to learn, start following people, and I'm like, "What? What? Did, did our account just like get reset? Where my follows at? Um, <laughs> the yeah, the protests are all great, and 
honestly, I I think the best thing on the Pro Tour, at least for me, was hearing the reiteration of something I think we've stressed for the past yeah. three years, which was oh. this format isn't decided by you walking in the door with the best deck. It's decided by you walking in the door with the best deck for you. I think um, as funny as it was that a couple players were like, I don't know, I just asked my friends what to play, and I played that. There definitely was that theme did come up a lot, you know. Yeah, like you you knowing what to play seemed to matter. A couple people who didn't do well uh, chose to highlight the play versus draw difference. But that's, that's I, like every format, though. Like I, that's the thing. I think that's tough to analyze. Like I, I think that you could argue that maybe it's less the case in modern because all our spells are free, so sure, terms don't matter. in modern. You take the draw like at least half the time, right? Yeah, yeah. See, it, 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 that was my conversation. It's in modern to go on the draw. That's my conversation with Rookie Time. Is like nobody picks the draw, right? Like you always want to go first, right. and that's how it goes. Um, so I don't know. I, I did. I did not like that highlighting, but as you mentioned, it a lot of it was really satisfying to watch this weekend and have a lot of professional players regurgitate exactly what we've been saying for three years, right? Yeah, that was like a good personal feeling for the inside, you know. It, it really helped my mind palace with how how yeah. many pros were like saying things, and I'm like, we said that, we said that, we said that. We've also said this, you know. Yeah. Um, so it was really really nice. Though they are things that I guess we learned, right? We we were standing on the shoulders of giants, understanding what it means for new formats and the power level of these cards. So, albeit not due to just our pure genius, at the same time, it was nice to hear. Yeah. I think uh, I think Cedric was even like, man, that. Uh, that three fairy ban was really, really good. You know, I didn't, I'm not a hundred percent sure, but I'm pretty sure I heard that somewhere on the, on the pro tour, you know? Right. I mean, anybody with, I don't know. He didn't say that. Anybody who has not, uh, you know, bought $400 with monkeys. Right. Right. So they're now hey, priced. Monkey, into... monkey reprint inbounds. So stop buying. Yeah. Your People no are monkeys. dropping them. No more right now. Jumping like, on the a, uh, wallet. It's a free fall. They're like yeah. down to 60 now. Yeah. It's just going to go lower. Yeah. Welcome, so, welcome to getting uh, monetized. Yeah. So, so kind of the current plan here is we're going to finish wrapping up talking to the Pro Tour. We'll take an apple juice break and we'll we'll look at the mom stuff because, uh, hey, I know you all are watching. You're, I know everyone's loving this Pro Tour coverage, but we have more cards to sell you. Yep. Uh, one one is over and done, but more cards coming out. Don't worry. Uh, I don't know. I'm excited though. This was a great. Okay. But I mean, like, so let's start like. We're talking about just – it was a case of – it didn't feel like there was the one best deck in the room, right? I mean, if you look at the day one metagame breakdown, yes, Mono Green and Rakdos were the only two decks with double-digit percentage of the field. Rakdos had 15.1% with 33 copies. Mono Green Devotion had 137 with 30 copies. And you had Rule Vehicles, Lotus Field, Mono White, Humans, Zoris Control. Is it Creativity, Rakdos, Sacrifice, Is it Phoenix, Was the Angels? And then 43 other decks – making off the last 20% of the field in various amounts of like four to like one copy. Right. Um, obviously wasn't a great weekend for mono green or gruel vehicles, but I think it's pretty easy to chalk up both of those decks, especially to the, well, they're elf decks and now it's open deck list at the pro tour. And you know, I'm going to mulligan to, I can kill a turn one elf and then we're good. This is what I said at the RC. I think that open deck list just really hurts mono green. Mm-hmm. It just like, if you know that you're on the draw against mono green, 
you just like look at that hand that doesn't have interaction on turn one. You're just like, yep, ship it back. Like, I, there's I, no way you're keeping a hand that can't interact with that elf. I want to clarify that the pro tour is what hurts and helps certain decks because open deck lists were a thing before if you were on the right team. Because the pros, like the pros that had a, a good team, kept a Excel document on their sure, phones the sc- the recording what everybody played. So, like, the only time it wasn't open decklist is if you just showed up with your one buddy who happened to also qualify for the Pro Tour, or if you were on your own, you had a, a random testing buddy you made from somewhere sure. else in your region. So, I mean, just want to clarify that while, while you are definitely right, like, knowing what you're playing against is, is, is hurting certain decks, like... I do feel like it's kind of necessary at the Pro Tour just to even out that playing field. Well, I'm not trying to say it's a negative thing either. I think open deck list is a good idea for these high-level events. I'm just saying the major point of you know, like, again, you got to answer that elf. Right, right. You don't – your transformational sideboard plan isn't as cute. You know what I'm saying? Like, those those kind of sideboard values get go way, way down at things like the Pro Tour. Yeah. You're, you're absolutely right, yeah. I Apollo wrote an article for Playing Pioneer – um, about open deck lists. And it was really funny. Like part of my idea to get him to write the article was him just talking it's on Twitter being like, you know, I kind of miss the days of when we could have one person play settle the wreckage in their board. And right. then everyone thought the rest of the team was on it. And we didn't. Yep. I hear you with that. Playing part um, of this. They sponsor this show, right? They do. And we'll talk about them in the apple juice break. Uh, but yeah, I mean, very, very wide field. I think um, some of the deck choices are pretty surprising. Like, Obviously, creativity was kind of, besides winning the event, even before it won the event, I think was the breakout deck of the weekend. I mean, look, the Slezzy Ors deck was obviously the Cinderella story of the weekend, but I think the impressive breakout deck of the whole weekend was how dominant is it creativity looked. Yeah. 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 Cool yeah you got something to say? You got something to say? No. Keep going. Yeah. Are you, are you docking over there? Whoa! The kids do this. The yeah. Kids do this. Okay. Oh, well, do, do you want to? Do you want to say something? You want to? You want to raise your hand? It was. It was time. It was time for our fifteen fifteen wormy friend to shine. Yeah. And you guys knew it. I knew it. Everybody knew it. They call. They call Chris. They say, "How do your creativity get so big?" They called me. They all called me. They said, "Chris, how do we creativity? We've never done it before, you know." And I said, "I only creativity the best." Okay. Okay, I'm I'm the most creative, right? I'm the most creative in the history of creativity, and uh, so you know, I just I just know that we all knew what was going to happen, and uh, creativity wins the pro tour. You know, it's just like we it's just like we thought it was going to happen. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. It's just as we predicted, uh, creativity wins the pro tour. Definitely a distinct lack of attracts at the pro tour, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah. I think I yet. think that was gonna be a little new though. I think I think the the riskiness of cheating that into play, um, and and there was some. It, did it get played in the um, enigmatic deck or no? No, they weren't on it. Interesting. Yeah, I, I wonder about that because I, I think that's a that's a heck of a card as we've seen. I just got my third because I'm picking them up because they were on Elshorn though. They're on they're on Norn, uh, but they weren't on the track yet. Before I took us off course here, you were talking about like the decks that we were expecting to see, and one of the predictions yeah. I made was the Citadel deck. Um, yeah, being Citadel. a bigger representative. Really, not at all. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I said people were on, and what Reed Duke made the comment that I thought was really interesting about creativity was like in these longer events, right? Like, you know, I'm more likely to combo than not, you're going to lose some anyway. 
So like playing this deck that just is a one card combo and has some backdoor wins with shark tokens and copying shark yada yada, it can happen. It's not the best, but it's there. Um, that it's was kind of the, the decision. So. The Hallbreaker Horror sideboard plan, yeah, which I no. I think is fine. But I've I've been learning. It's kind of like eh, it's there just to keep people honest. You know, it's like okay, I have this opportunity to switch out just in case. So like, you don't want to sideboard in ways to get rid of my combo because I can just Holebreaker Horror you. But but Reed brought in Holebreaker Horrors and left combo in. Yeah, you can do that in the top. Like, eight what head. if you spry? We like what if you impulse and you see the Holebreaker Horror? You still know you can go for the combo, right? Yeah. I've done like, I've done that a couple times where it's like oh well, I, I you know what pieces are where because if you see one of them the the only worst one is like if you shuffle in the worm then you're like oh, I don't know and you just go for three you can just cast Venegos though yeah yeah you, that is and we saw that in the finals is just like the well I'm gonna hit my worm and then uh, I'm just gonna cast the Xenagos. was was the lack of Phoenix surprising to y'all. Yes. Uh, I don't think there was this. I don't think there's a distinct lack of Phoenix. They're not they as good as me, so they, they didn't know what to do. You know? <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. All the best players showed up with creativity, so you might be right. Uh, I mean, obviously, at Crack Top 8, I was surprised there was less enigmatic in the field. I think that was a. Especially when you realize that Rakdos, I think it's a pretty safe stuff for Rakdos, was going to be the number one deck in the field. That enigmatic coming in. But I think it does have a weaker matchup against a lot of the aggressive decks. And when you think about, like, all the mono white running around and stuff like that, like kind of makes sense. Um, kind of weak to blue decks. That too. Sometimes you just spell pierce the Nalia's presence, mm-hmm. and they don't have a game anymore. Yeah. So, uh, so real quick, our top eight, of course: Shota Yasuoka on Rakdos mid range, Derek Davis on Enigmatic Fires, Reed Duke on Is It Creativity, Nathan Stewart Stoyer on Lotus Field Combo, Takumi Matsura on Mono White Humans, Chris Ferber on Lotus Field. Benton Madsen on Sosioris, and then Gabriel Nassif on Is It Creativity. Uh, there were some interesting builds this top end. I mean, obviously, Takumi's mono-white build. Uh, we were playing no Brave the Elements. We just in an ossification. I think that is a great change to the deck. Uh, being able to just now answer uh, a big threat that gets in your way, answer Planeswalker, is great. Uh, as mon- as decks, as like mono-green goes down, uh, Brave the Elements and stuff like that, its stock kind of drops as the boards are getting diversified color-wise. And now that you have Skrelv as your incidental creature protection, you don't need to worry about Brave Nails just to blank a fatal push on, like, an important creature because you just have Skrelv now instead. Two Sword of Forge and Frontier. Mm-hmm. Three Redain, which is the good. That's the, yeah. good, that's the good-ish right there. Redain is sending a message. It says your non-creature spells with converted mana cost four or greater. Yeah, none of that. Your boat costs uh, seven now. Yeah, your uh, your wrath effect that you have to go tutor for with uh, mastermind's acquisition that's going to cost a lot more. Yeah, yeah. I'm Bali a pretty big too. brave the elements fan in general, mm-hmm. but I do. I do see why you would switch off of it. Like, neither of those cards is helping you a ton against the massive combo decks, you know? Yeah. But given that you already have Skrelv, Ossification's way better against mid-range, you know? Yeah. Like, there are certain creatures that just, like, block you too good. And and namely Shieldred, right? So, like, hey, you, you tap out tap out for a four-mana cost card that doesn't kill me. Watch what happens. Judge? Yes? 
If I have Thalia, Guardian of Thraven, and Redain in play, okay. how much does my opponent's Fable of the Mirror Breaker cost? Uh, Redain is specifically converted mana cost. So, four? Yes. Okay, so it doesn't like... like It's not like Trinisphere where it like ultra gets you. Yeah, I believe so, yeah. Right, okay. I like this moment. Oh, yeah, because Trinisphere sets a, a base casting cost. Wow, yeah. Yeah. Huge. Huge. Not Monolite's hey. bit. I hope everyone picked up the scrolls this weekend, though. Or already had them. Are they expensive now? Uh, they kind of jumped in price a bit, yeah. Right. Uh, can we talk about this Rakdos list? Yeah. Let's talk about Shoda's Rakdos list. So, uh, Shoda apparently admittedly hasn't played a bunch. Apparently, I didn't realize this. Shoda, like, doesn't really play Magic. Um, he just apparently does a lot of theory crafting and then just shows up to these big pro events and just wins. Right. Um, Shoda... Must be nice. Yeah, Shoda, Shoda was the joking... It was Manny and the Machine, but the joke was Shoda was the Machine. Um... It's it was always great. It was so funny whenever they cut to like I just showed just death staring his opponent, just like <laughs> there's no emotion. Um that was great. Yeah, let's talk about what do you got here with Shoda. So two Liliana the Veil, two Misery Shadow, four Blood Tithe Harvesters, four Bone Crusher Giant, two Graveyard Trespassers, three Shield Druid, four Fatal Push, one Power Word Kill, one Duress, four Thoughtseize, two Dreadbore, uh one Record of Bank Bus, four Field Mirror Break, and notably uh, three Mute Vaults in our mana base. Uh, With 26 you know, lands, though. <laughs> that's a, that's you've already placed 26 lands. Yeah, you're already on like 25, 26 lands because you're you're pitching them to Fable, you're pitching them to Blood Tithe Harvester tokens. Sure. Um, notably, not on Croxa because Croxa is real hard to do when we don't when we have three Mute Vaults. Yeah. Um, Croxa also a little awkward if we're gonna kind of expect this like combo-y field, right? Like, your opponent's just going to take the three. Like... Two Liliana. Two Liliana. Two only Trespasser. Two Trespasser. Back on the Dreadbores, only one Power Word kill. Bankbuster and Duress main. Uh, we've been maining one to two Bankbusters for a while now. The Duress? The Duress is spicy. How bad Makes sense do you in a combo feel? field. If you're in like if you're tour? getting wind of people playing creativity, I, I think that fifth that fifth thoughtsies effect sounds sure. pretty good to me. Same thing with the Lilianas. You just keep ripping cards out of their hand. I'm just saying, I getting duress in game once, yeah, like is always like it's always like ooh duress, and I'm like, is that supposed to be in your sideboard? You know, right? Did you forget to yeah. be sideboard? Or, right? Yeah. I, or you know, we begin the conversation of. Yeah, Thoughtseize is an expensive card, right? Yeah. Like, no, yeah. no, I'm playing both. What's funny about that is um, one of the preliminaries, there was a, a Rakdos sack deck that's like four colors because they're playing the Vat with Atraxas in the main because like, you know, whatever. Like it's, I guess, right? Right, YOLO, yeah. Um, get it. Yeah, get it, right? Uh, maybe I need to start buying my Atraxas like Chris. Uh, maybe I'll rob Chris for his Atraxas and his Resplendent Angels. I've got three. Oh, you missed it. You missed what happened. Did you uh, get rid of the Resplendents? Yeah, we traded them in for Atraxas. Yeah, yeah. upgraded the Angels. Yeah, I don't need to play the Angels. Um, but no, nah, I might I might get some Atraxas. Because honestly, like, as goofy as it, sa- as goofy as it looks, 
I it looks fun. I do want to I do want to that in a Traxa, right? Um, yes, you do. But, but it was funny. It was they were like a, they they had um, duresses in their board instead of thought seizes, and their reasoning was. Well, I couldn't afford the thought seasons in my rental plan. And it's like, yeah, because you play a track. Yeah. 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 Right. That's too funny. Yeah. The, uh, yeah. I love the, well, yeah. Thought seasons are expensive. Yeah. yeah. Right. Cause like, you know, if you're playing, uh, you know, no, not at right. the pro tour, at the pro tour, it's open necklace. So, you know, you can look at that sheet of paper and you just like, then you look at Shota's face and you're just like, I'm done. Yeah. My, me as an individual, as a human being existing on this planet is over. I don't even need to look at Shota's face. I need to look at the pairings board and go, I'm done. Right. <laughs> but like, if you go to like FNM, you know, and your yeah. opponent main, main deck duresses you, you're like, oh, you know, I've got an extra thoughtsies if you want to trade for I, it, right? I, I sit down, I sit down at the table, I say, Mr. Yasuoka, it's an honor. Um, here's here's my wallet, the deed to my house. Um, can I get you, can I get you anything else? Yeah. Or you really dug me into the earth? This is, uh, this is, we got, Misery Shadow, which has been great in Rakdos lists. The Lianas is wild. I think a lot of lists have been like cutting to like one or zero Lianas. I, yeah, I think uh, we might see a little bit of an uptick in the Liana now, at least for a little bit, as people try to Lotus replicate field. as they try to or that Lotus Field or they try to replicate the Aura's success. Right. But no, I mean, I feel like this is a targeted Oh a targeted list for the meta of the uh of the Pro Tour. You know? The mute the mute vaults are there because like, hey, sometimes we don't have time to turn on the hives or the dens. If we just start getting in with mute vaults early, right? right. We start piling extra damage. Like, yeah, everything here is. Shoda knew there was going to be a combo meta. It feels right. like. And then we get to Benton. Yeah, we get to Benton Madsen, the man, the man, the myth, the legend, um, which with they're, no they're, natural states in their sideboard. No, that that was the that was probably my favorite interview. Was he was like, yeah, I haven't really played Pioneer. Um, I saw this deck top eight in Atlanta. It looked fun. I changed a few cards. I had some brushlands. I took the natural states out of the sideboard because I didn't know what they were for. Um, turns out they're for temporary lockdown, which he almost lost to. Right, right. Um, that man is like. There's an angel watching out for him and always providing a Besaju when the time calls. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. The Besajus were on summon for for Benton. That's for sure. Uh, yes, yeah, so one in four... the main, one in the side, and that's yeah. it. Four Glade Cover Scout, two Generous Visitor. I don't trust them. I don't trust the Acorns, man. Uh, four Scroll Defector Might, three Srams in your Edificer, four Light Paws Emperor's Voice, uh, and now I'm hating myself for having sold my uh foil anime light pods because they're like fifteen dollars now um i still got uh, some got, one light pause yeah yeah we got uh one hammerhand one kaya's ghost form hammerhand put in hella work this weekend it's mm-hmm. it is a great light pause card right because you just suit up your guy and then you go get the hammerhand on the light pause target player target creature can't block if you want to see more examples of that in play go watch the pioneer progression series where I hammerhand Ricky's daylights uh, out. Uh, Ricky's still dodging me on filming the series. He's afraid. I will film it. I'll film it he's, this week. He's afraid of the undisputed era of Ruckman. Uh, two Griss Boons, three Sentinel's Eyes, four Thrill Armor, four Audacity. The Audacity that this isn't Rancor. Uh, three Cartouche Solidarity, one Alpha Authority, one Warbriar Blessing, 
three all that glitters, one rune of sustenance, uh, and a pretty pretty stocked sideboard with uh, Gigantha that was emphatically presented uh, every round. But uh, yeah, I mean, this deck is it, it. It was it was a great watch. This was such a fun deck to be our Cinderella story of the event because it was constantly on camera. Uh, Benton just put on a clinic with this deck, making it look easy. That is to say, I don't think this deck is like an impossible to pilot deck, right? But I think for people who haven't played these types of decks before, it is a lot harder than you're going to realize, like thinking about what you need to tune up with your light pause triggers, when to go for things. Um, the Watching the finals match... Um, it was very clear Benton knew what he had to do in the matchup, right? Like, he mulliganed to four or five every game. And I think it's possibly the only reason Reduke is our champion is just Benton knew he had to mulligan to Glade Cover Scout. And every time, unfortunately, he had to go down to, like, five cards. Um, but mulliganing to Blade, Glade Cover Scout is how he was going to win that matchup. And unfortunately, like, it just – the draws didn't line up there. But Benton clearly knew – the lines he needed to play this deck. And I think that uh, it was, man, the finals was just such a great watch. Um, I would, I'm going to see if there's a couple things I would need to cut from our VOD, but uh, it was, it was, I enjoyed, I enjoyed it a lot. Uh, just sort of sitting there and kind of analyzing. And um, this is kind of be the humble brag a bit, but like there were some plays that I felt really glad I was like picking up even before, like Chion and Marsha were calling out and stuff like that. Like there's, there's really interesting lines of just like, um, you know, um, you have to play around Reduke having a make disappear. So do you go for your all that glitters or do you just like wait till next turn to there? There's really good lines about just having to weigh what Reed has and just maximizing your mana that this deck does. And I think Benton played this deck near flawlessly. Yeah. Second place. Yeah. Wasn't exactly flawless. He was flawless even first. Sure. You know, got to work yeah. on that. The, the flaw the flaw was that he didn't stack the deck, right? The, the flaw is he wasn't Reed Duke. Those Besejus, those Besejus were pretty timely up until that finals match. I'm going to say that, where they weren't they weren't those, quite as good anyway. Were, the, were those secretly foil upkeep Besejus? That's right, yeah. Oh, yeah, we can only hope. We can only hope. I mean, Reed Duke was almost undone by Besejus in the quarterfinals. That yeah. Lotus Field opponent, like, every time Reed Duke was like, creativity for two? Like, How about we besage you a treasure token? We get one, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, what do you guys think about this deck? Any, anything that you want to add to the, the Auras deck list here? No, it's Man. cool. I think I think a, a, what I really want to dive into, because we still have a couple spoilers we need to get to and, and can't be here forever, is, like, the effects, what the effects of this Pro Tour are, you know? Do you want to... Like, what what I, happens now? Do you want to talk about the creativity build real quick? Yeah, yeah, because like Lotus Field, real quick, I'll, I'll flash, I'll flash two Lotus Field builds on the deck on the screen here. Obviously, you had one, uh, one playing Dragonlord Jamoka with Nathan Storyer. Uh, everyone was really confused why his team was looking for like ten Dragonlord Jamokas. Uh, they played that over Thought Contortion as their uncounterable sideboard card. Um, go down, go with the beatdown plan versus the. Uh, the kind of anti-control plan there. Uh, Chris Ferber kind of on the more classical approach here with like seeing the final word and thought versus uncountable cards. So uh, yeah, let's talk real quick here about Reed's build of 
creativity here. So one Xenagos, God of Revels, one World Spine Worm, one Spell Pierce, one Secrets of the Key, two Spike Field Hazard, four Fiery Impulse, three Make Disappear, four Impulse, four Fire Prophecy, one Valakut's Awakening, four Big Score, one Dig Through Time, four Indomitable Creativity, four Fatal Mirror Breaker, and one Shark Typhoon. Uh, man, it was a great weekend for Fable, that's for sure. This plays so many lands. I kind of... Maybe it's just because I'm used to uh, the 19 lands I play in my Is It decks, right? Yeah. But sure. like 24 lands plus two spike field hazards, like 26 lands, 25, 25 effective lands, uh, right? Yeah, you got to make sure we get to uh, to six as quick as uh, to five as quick as possible. Um, I like Mutavault. Yeah, yeah, Mutavault here is a great way to just kind of always have an emergency target for creativity, kind right. of in play, hanging out there. You have to make the, the targets, though, on, on cast. Yeah, but I mean, like, it's kind of a safety net you can kind of throw out, though, still. Right. It just helps you. I think you've got enough targets. I don't I don't think the Mutavolt's needed, but I do think it's fine. I think I just play 24 lands straight up in my version, just because, mm-hmm. again, you look for so much, and, like, finding lands isn't bad. Because, again, it's, it's real easy to creativity, you know, um, a Secrets of the Key. I think I'm playing a second Secrets of the Key, um, and again, those clue tokens tend to sit around for forever, or you can draw cards off them. So, Spikefield being able to trade off with Thalia is very important. Like getting the Thalia off the field is also pretty big. So, uh, giving us a land drop that also kills Thalia is very relevant with Spikefield. Yeah, I, I will tell you that I'm not a huge fan of Spikefield just because it's a like again that fifth untapped land. Like I just do not like having comes into play tapped lands. Um, but it's also a spell that kills an elf or a Thalia. Sure, sure. Again, I think there are metagames where I would play it. Um, not not, not in my current configuration, but I, I could see it, right? Like, if you were expecting a ton of mono green, a ton of boats, stuff like that, it's there. But you already have a lot. Like, you're playing the Fiery Impulses, you're playing the Fire Prophecies. Um, usually dealing with small creatures isn't, isn't a problem for you. It's one of the reasons to play this deck, is, like, red cards are really, really good against, like, spirits. Like, your spirits matchup isn't that bad, because you've got a lot of one and two mana removal spells. Right. Um, your but, respect you know, matchup is also good because of that. Right, right, yeah. Not your not your Esper Greasing matchup, but your other Greasing matchups uh, are are better because, like I said, yeah. I mean, uh, two or three removal spells and and you're golden. It's wild that there's no consider. <clears throat> you don't want to mill your uh, your Xenagos. You can't. You can't. Uh, yeah, I, I haven't seen a list play consider in the Worm version, just because again, you don't want to look at that top card and be like, oh, you know. And yeah. then also, I think. Um, well, no, no, Wolf's Worm is anywhere, but you don't want to mill your Xenagos. Right. Well, you don't have to mill it. You leave it on top. Yeah, but if you have an opt, you'd much rather scry it to the bottom. Sure. This isn't playing opt either. No, yeah. but that's my point is it's way worse than even opt is, and like you'd much right. rather play Impulse. Like yeah. Impulse digging that like four cards is huge right. for one extra mana. Impulse is a very Impulse, I think, was a very important Pioneer reprint. Um, big score, great here. Um, Fire Impulse. Make Disappear, I think looked very impressive this weekend yeah i've been i've been underwhelmed by it i think it's fine as like a two of i think three is a lot i think i think i'm not sure i haven't i don't know what reed said he would change about it or if he's even got a chance to thought about it yet like i much prefer especially the metagames that i'm seeing two spell pierces and two make disappears spell sure. pierce is really 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 good and you know after pro tours people start playing a lot of the decks that were from the pro tour and lotus fields really soft to counter spells the Aura's deck is weirdly soft to um, counter spells, right? Because of the amount of Auras that you play. 
Right. So, um, and like certain cards, like I think Light Pause needs you needs the aura to enter the battlefield. Yeah. So I don't think it's like a cast trigger. Enters the battlefield under your control. Yeah. So if, if you can counterspell the auras, then that'll also buys you a lot of turns. So um, I, I like the second spell pierce over the third make disappear. But I, I was impressed. Make disappear is definitely doing its bre- best manually compression. And so I've been a fan in general. Makes sense. Way more than I thought I would be, I guess, you know? Right. For sure. Uh, I, right. I've been I've been super impressed by just like this uh like just how good fiery impulse uh is in the format. Like just playing a fiery impulse deck is just like it feels really strong right now. Especially this is speaking from us in Texas, right? Yeah. Uh, the Texas metagame in paper, right? What they don't tell you, right? Had a big shift. The Texas paper metagame is like all mono white. As for being all Rakdos for like a month. It's like mono white and grease fangs, like tons of them. Mm-hmm. The fang gang is out of force for sure. You're going to play fang a gang is here. have a grease fang in the deck. Right, exactly. fiddle the band. That's what you're yeah. going for. Okay, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. If you're gonna play a tech, yeah, okay, I like it. creativity's yeah. hot, but not for Louisiana man, right? Right, right, <laughs> right, right. Yeah, yeah. So uh, that's that's my opinion about the creativity deck. I think the creativity deck did as well as it did because, like, the big players this weekend were like uh, decks that were weak to counter spells and decks that were weak to removal, and this does both, and then wins in a weird avenue yeah in a hard answer way we right. catch you like at some point you're gonna tap out and boom well, there, there's right. combo time you know like hey end of turn make a make an artifact or a treasure or whatever and then and then get you with it 100 percent. i will i will say funnily enough if you think that that because always people like oh let me go grab the deck from the pro tour right i think if you want to be one step ahead of that carnage's esper grease fang list uh, I played against Nate, and I was like, "Man, this is this is almost impossible." <laughs> like, they've got blue for counter spells, vanishing verse, which also destroys your combo really, really hard, and then just generic thoughtsies and discard to stop you, you know, on the way. Uh, if you think that everybody's going to go out and buy creativity, it was popular in meta game before that. That's the list I would be on. Like, you also get to combo them out of nowhere, so like you can race with your own combo and yeah. vanishing verse and counter spells, man. The, those are just near impossible. So I, I, I really want to dive into what you think this pro tour is going to have, you know, or what effect it's going to have going forward. Um, I mean, obviously you're right. Like people are going to, I think eyes on creativity definitely rise up. Um, especially not just because it won the pro tour, but the, you think of the names who are playing it, right? Like, like half of Reed's team, I believe, was on the deck, and if they're all believe this deck, that is an insane side. Um, Creativity, like uh, it was a very fringe player in the meta game. I think I've only seen like one or two people kind of play it in all the RCQs we've been to. Um, so I definitely think the not just the um, it won the Pro Tour stock goes up, but just the the eyes that were on it and the people that were playing it. I think that causes the stock to rise a lot. Um, Fun. Don't you want to attack your opponent for thirty with a giant worm? Yeah, know? people are going to pick up Glade Cut the the Celestia Oris deck. And I think realize that it's not the free wins they think it's going to be. Right. Um, I think the deck in a in a regular field or just people who aren't as like comfortable with the lines and like what to tutor with what when. How often your... you have to mulligan? Right. Yeah. Like like you're gonna you're gonna people reach up a lot. People don't want to mulligan. 
Yeah, that are like lands and some auras. You know what I'm saying? And, and like you're going to have to mulligan those hands, right? Or like lands and all creatures. And you know, it may not be good enough. You know, like maybe you can keep it and hope. Uh, but I think I don't think people are prepared to mulligan as much as, as you need to with that deck. I think people are going to kind of forget about the decks that didn't do well. And which will possibly cause another like little bit of a mono green resurgence in a bit because everyone just kind of just said like, ah, mono green isn't that good. Um, You know, it didn't do well. Um, I think that this is going to break the seal of Lotus Field. Yeah. I think that Lotus Field is an intimidating looking deck, right? Mm -hmm. And if you don't watch it like being played right, it just seems like such a pile of nonsense, right? Like this will never work, right? Yeah. And, like, getting to see some of the more complex lines and then getting to watch people break down the plays and sort of, like, break down the combo lines of the deck, it makes it more appealing to play. Yeah. On top of that, it's already so cheap to buy most of the pieces to Lotus Storm. I think like, the thing, too, with Lotus so, is... Oh, good. Go the I entry, I... Your turn. Go ahead. Okay. I was saying, I mean, I think you're right in that, like, the reason why we don't see Lotus Field a whole lot as well is it's a very, not just daunting deck to look at in paper, but, like, the deck feels like it is near impossible to play proficiently on Magic Online. So right. it just feels like no one wants to pick it up unless you're going to sit there and just, like, know all your hot keys and know how to, like, quick do everything. So I feel like we've, Lotus Field's kind of in that open secret of, like, this deck is competitively viable, this deck is very good. But it's just, like, it doesn't get the respect it deserves because it doesn't show up online because, like, ain't right. nobody got time for that. Right. Let me let me tell you all real quick a deck I don't want to be playing in the next couple weeks if I can. Okay. Gruel Boats. Gruel Boats? I am not looking to play that deck in the next couple weeks. Now, if you're in Texas and the mono-white wave continues with the one player, scratch that. Right? If that continues the here... one player? Yeah, that made the top eight. Um, what I'm saying is, like, I think if 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 you think that creature decks are going to stay around, then then, and that's going to be like dominant, great. I don't want to be running boats into a lotus field and creativity filled metagame, right? If that's even, I feel like half of the field or a percentage of the field, mm-hmm. I I don't see our opportunities there. I don't think we're quite aggressive enough, and we can still just lose randomly to ossification on our mana dork or on our three drop or whatever. Like you don't have an amazing, as amazing of a like mono white matchup as you previously did. I think it used to be a lot more one sided, and right. it's not clearly now. Like we watched boats versus white on camera, and you know the you know the machine and Manny bit was like oh the boats deck because it's supposed to be creature decks right. That's why we play the right. deck. Uh, it, it didn't look that close, and and again there were some lucky draws. It was one drop, two drop, three drop curve. Don't get me wrong. I'm just saying those kinds of things can happen. And I really don't like our matchup against combo decks. I'm not here to play boats against combo all day. I'm here to play it against creature decks. I'm going to a crow and warrior stuff. I'm going to kill it. I'm going to do whatever. So with that, I do think that the Gruel boat stock has tanked for a couple weeks in, until you see more creature decks coming back and, and more mid-range in general. Right. I think that like if the mono-white players from around here um, pick up more of this Pro Tour deck list, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm I'm excited because like they're off brave the elements, which while bold for like this event where you know there's going to be a lot of combo decks, right? Uh, and also lower on dauntless bodyguard. Mm-hmm. It just feels like they're just setting up to get and like Skrelv does not give real protection. Yeah, 
gives hexproof, right? So like things like Brotherhood's End that like normally don't wipe this deck now do, right? Yeah. Um, you know, normally it's like, well, we've got Dauntless Bodyguard around, so that's going to protect our Brutal Cathar and like all sorts of stuff like that, right? Uh, and now like your spike field hazards are extra good because they kill Skrells now. Mm-hmm. Like it's just another list to the spike field hazard. Like I feel like this deck is kind of open for like red, red, blue based control decks, you know, like the, uh, like the creativity deck. I think it takes big advantage of how they've built here. Uh, I think that we will see a resurgence of Lotus Field, though. I think that's the biggest effect from this Pro Tour, is we're going to see some creativity players, and we're going to see a whole lot of Lotus Field players that you're not used to seeing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's fair. You're going to have to be more, more ready for combo than you've ever been. Yeah. Uh, so, and get ready to increase your clock, ready to disrupt a bunch of hands, or uh, just join the combo fun yourself. Right. All right well, that'll do it for, for Pro Tour Talk. We're going to take a quick apple juice break here. We'll be back with some March of the Machine spoilers. Apple juice break! Support for Crew 3 is brought to you by Manscaped, the best in men's below-the-waist grooming. Their products are precision-engineered tools for your family jewels. Manscaped performance package, the ultimate in men's hygiene bundle. Join over 7 million men worldwide who trust Manscaped with this exclusive offer for you. 20% off and free worldwide shipping with code CREW3POD at manscaped.com. That's capital C. R-E-W-3-P-O-D at manscaped.com. The performance 4.0 has arrived, and oh man, is it a game changer. Inside this package, you'll find the Lawn Mower 4.0 trimmer, Weed Whacker Ear and Nose trimmer, Crop Observer Ball Deodorant, Crop Reviver Toner, Performance Boxer Briefs, and a traveling bag to hold all your goodies. Their fourth-generation trimmer features a cutting-edge ceramic blade to reduce grooming accents thanks to their advanced skin-safe technology. The Lawnmower 4.0 is waterproof and also has a 4000K LED spotlight. You need a more precise shave. The Weed Whacker is also waterproof and provides proprietary skin-safe technology, which helps reduce nicks, snags, and tugs in those delicate nose holes. That's not all, though. Manscaped now sells beard products as well. That's right. They are once again revolutionizing men's grooming with the brand new Beard Hedger. The company that helped reduce nicks and cuts on your special place has come to save your face. This thing is a juggernaut of fixing faces. First off, this cordless trimmer has a rotary wheel that gives you 20 hair cutting lengths all with one guard. So no more messy drawers full of extra add-ons. That's right. Face grooming doesn't need to be hard. Get 20 different beard lengths in just one guard. I'm making full use of the Manscaped product suite and have been loving some of the best shaves I've ever done, either at home or on the go. Video viewers know how much I love rocking my Magnum PI stash every week now, thanks to Manscaped. It's time to take care of yourself, so go to manscaped.com and get 20% off plus free shipping with code CREW3POD. That's 20% off with free shipping at manscaped.com and use code CREW3POD, capital C-R-E-W, the number 3, P-O-D. Unlock your confidence and always use the right tools for the job with Manscaped. Crew 3 is also supported by PlayingMTG.com. Are you tired of being bad at magic and looking for a tool that can help you improve your game? Look no further than PlayingMTG.com. Their website is dedicated to providing you with the latest strategies, tier lists, and news in Magic the Gathering, covering the most popular formats including Standard, Pioneer, Modern, and Explorer. Their team of experienced Magic players is committed to providing you with high-quality articles, helping you to learn new strategies and improve your game. From deck building to sideboarding, our articles cover everything you need to know to become a better player. They also provide you with tier lists so you can make informed decisions about which decks are currently the strongest in each format. 
and they update their site regularly with the latest news and trends in the Magic community, so you can stay up to date with the latest developments. Don't be left behind in the information race. Join the thousands of players who trust PlayMTG.com to help them keep on top of their game. Visit their website today and start dominating your local scene. And of course, if you were keeping watch over the weekend, uh, they have an extensive uh, bit of coverage over the Pro Tour, which I also, per usual, had a hand in helping with. So uh, thank you to Manscaped for keeping me looking groomed and fresh. And help, thank you to PlayMTG.com playing for helping me keep on top of the Magic game and helping me help you keep on top of the Magic game. Let's get back to the show. All right, and we are back with our continued talk on... Because guess what, guys? They might have been a Pro Tour this weekend, but... uh. Hey, more cards. More cards. Uh, uh, more cards. Now, now that uh, Frexia All We Want is over, it's time for March the Machine. So uh, we got a few card announcements here. Some of them are actually kind of exciting. Uh, real quick, though, we before we talk about March the Machines, uh, they did also announce that we are getting, besides Alchemy Frexia this month, uh, next month, uh, March 21st, we'll see the release of Shadows Over Innistrad remastered on... Arena. They care. They right? Care. They want Pioneer on Arena. They're not stringing us along for years and years and years. That's not what's happening. They love Re- us. Rejoice. They already revealed that Thing of the Ice is in the set. Oh, uh, they also showed off Sigarda's aid and one other card. I'm forgetting what it was, but uh, not treasures. <laughs> I wish. That can. Uh, remember when Almond Cat was like, here's all these Wrath cards? Just give us the cruise. Give us the cruise. Right. Oh, man. They found that twenty dollars. They were watching. They've been watching our videos, and they were like, oh, "Is that twenty dollars on Ricky's table in the background?" It's well, true. Then, we're gonna we're gonna out. go ahead and launch Shadows yeah. of Innistrad remastered in an effort to uh, to get Ricky's twenty dollars because we we need that money so bad. Oh, I'm glad they want my money. Actually, Chris, here, here's here's how they answer your question. Yeah, what is the Pro Tour going to affect? Uh, the next anthology or the next big arena release? Will include World Spine Worm and Xenagos God of Revels. Yeah, the cards uh, that are not on. Because <laughs> right uh, now in Arena, you have to play what Locust God and Sage of Waterfalls or whatever. You have, yeah, to, play yeah, yeah. you have to play the bad version of the deck, or you can play the um, Gearhulk yep. version. You can play the Gearhulk version. No, that doesn't win immediately. Eh, you can do it, or you can do it a turn earlier. It's a little more interactive. But I hear you. In in general, I'm with you. Yeah, man, Shadows of Innistrad remastered. Here we go. Like I said, I don't know. It feels so cheap now because like before we were like, okay, cool. Like you're going to give us draft formats that you specifically put effort into. And then the first one was like, okay. And the second one was the worst draft format ever made in the history of existence of, of Magic so the Gathering. Many, so many wraths. And, and, it was the, and, and the map that gave people headaches. And the thing is they did well and they were still just like, we're going to do Pioneer in 10 years from now. Like... Blech. It was. It just. It just brings back. So hey, listen, we're pushing forward. So we're pushing forward. Hey, uh, March the machine. Yeah, March the machine. pre-order. Did you see this by the way? Did you see that you can pre-order your Shadows Over Innistrad remastered before Sorry, they then, so they know how many digital cards they can print to the demand that you're. <laughs> yeah, that makes sense to me. Yeah, definitely. All right. So uh, important days for March the Machines. Uh, the 16th to the 27th. Wow. Uh, two weeks of story. The 29th is the set debut of that trailer and previews begin. Uh, this is our first look technically. Uh, the 29th before this card previews uh, Friday the 5th or is that Thursday uh, will be card image galleries go up. Uh, 14th, 15th are the weekly pre-release events. 
Uh, and the 18th is the digital release. The 21st is the official tabletop release. And uh, yeah, so luckily for Ricky, this will not affect the standard RC, right. at least for the US, because I haven't checked the other dates, but this will not be out in time for the uh, April RC. So that is good news for those players there. Uh, but yeah, we got a handful of cards. We know everything is getting absolutely trashed. We have some ideas of, we don't know what the battles are yet. We do know they are double-sided cards. Right. Um, so people have some theories on one that uh, the double-sided is going to be you pick what side you're fighting for, essentially. And that might Man. be able to change like, your conditions. What a great set this was. Man, I look back fondly at Watch of the Machine. Uh, you know, I think that was such a great set. Anyways, are you ready to talk about spoilers from Aftermath? <laughs> I'm ready. We've got spoilers from Aftermath, guys. Oh, oh, man. Aftermath was such a great set. Are you guys ready to talk about spoilers from Commander Masters? Oh, guys, Commander Masters. Anyways, it was a great set. Not as good as the last Masters set, but guys, are you ready to talk about spoilers as the sun sets on Commander Masters? Are you ready to talk about uh, spoilers for uh, MTG UB? L-O-T-R-T-F-E, no, M-E, that is the official acronym, uh, Magic the Gathering, Universes Beyond, Lord of the Rings, Tales from Middle-Earth is the name of the set, uh, and I had trouble with Phyrexia All is One. Um, <laughs> uh, I was excited for literally a day, literally a day for March of Machine, yeah. and they were like, was that positive feedback? Was that was that happy tweets on Twitter about the, the cool cards, right? Yeah. All right, great. Here's seven more products. Open yeah. up. So, uh, yeah, beware. There will be spoilers if you care about the story, not only besides the cards here, um, because mom and dad are dead. Yep. We killed we killed, we killed killed the king and queen. They are dead. Um, I happily ever like... after card, though, in Eldraine. Yeah. <laughs> well, I like... I like how they're setting up the uh, instead of just hey here's this character completed now we get to see kind of like the before when Frexy starts their invasion and the after here's them being completed um, we get some cool team up cards to which all the lore people are like why would Drana and Linvala work together uh, don't worry Teferi's going to show up and we are going to Avengers if, if this isn't clear Avengers Endgame will happen and Teferi will mind wipe everything after right. Elspeth saves the day with her blue Gatorade blood. Right, right. Um, I'm really looking forward to the Kanto team-up card of Pikachu Charizard. <laughs> yeah, uh, personally. You stole my joke. You stole, <laughs> you stole my joke. You gotta be quicker than that, Chris. <laughs> I was too slow. I was too slow, and Ricky stole my comedy bit. All right. Oh, oh, man. You too, Mel Meadow, about to ruin another metagame. Oh, man. Uh, all jokes aside... Uh, but it's not a joke how much dumb product they've tried to push down our throats in two days. Yeah. This set does look cool. Yeah. Uh, so we want to start with, uh, we got uh, we got some comms, we got some rares. We're going to start with the team-up cards. We're going to start with the flip cards. Where are we going? Where are we starting with? We're starting with Chandra. We're starting with Chandra. I like that we already got the, uh, we got the preview of the face-off. Yeah. It's called Traumatic Revelation. Oh, no. Oh, man. Uh, the alt art of Chandra is her with the spirit bomb. Yo, Have you yes. seen it? Yeah. Yes. Um, 
but Chandra Hopes Beacon. Hopes Bacon. Or Holmes Bacon. It's kind of hard to read on the card. Uh, but that's okay. We'll forgive her. Uh, red, red, four for a legendary planeswalker. Five loyalty. She has a War of the Spark ability, which is whenever you cast an instant or sorcery spell, copy it. You may choose new targets for the copy. They This ability triggers only once each turn, which is amazing. Yeah. Plus two, add two mana of any combination of colors. Uh, we don't have to save your mana pool anymore, but I feel like it should, but I'll get over it. Plus one? Or is that minus one? I thought it was minus one. That's a plus. That's a plus one to look at the top five? That's a, that's a plus one, baby. Plus one, exile the top five cards of your library until the end of the turn. Until the end of your next turn? Yeah. This card gets better every time I read it. Until the end of your next turn, you may choose an instant or sorcery spell from among these cards and cast it. Uh, and then minus X, deal X damage to each of two targets. Uh, each of up to two targets. This card's insane. Uh-huh. I'll tell you now. It's literally just two-for-ones. It is It is four modes of two-for-ones. I like it. Yeah, the card's sick. I, I don't have really much to say because you're right. It is just a bunch of two-for-ones. Uh, getting to clone your spells... Um, the adding the mana, uh, it could be iffy, but just the it means the you can fact- cast her on six and then cast a spell. Well, sure, yeah, true. Uh, cast a treasure cruise, cast a dig through time. Ooh, the dream is right, mana, which is insane. <laughs> yeah. Uh, all right, we'll just keep going down the line here. I mean, uh, looks like the Praetors will have backside sagas, uh, which they kind of talked about. It was kind of fun when they're like, well, the Frexians don't have art per se. So the backsides are any kind of like representations of their philosophy. So we have Jin Gataxis, three blue blue for a five five Frexian Praetor with Ward Two. Whenever you cast a non-creature spell with, merit, with mana value three or greater, draw a card. Uh, and then three blue blue exile, return it flipped. I have to sorcery only if you have different more cards in hand. So the backside here is the Great Synthesis. Uh, chapter one, draw a card equal number of cards in your hand. Draw cards equal number of cards in your hand. You have no maximum hand size for as long as you control the Great Synthesis. Chapter 2, return all non-Frexian creatures to their own as hands. Chapter 3, you may cast any number of spells from your hand without paying their mana cost, exile the Great Synthesis, and then return to the battlefield. So um, the fact that we get to keep resetting this with Jimmy Taxis is kind of interesting when we hit that Chapter 3. Uh, what do you guys think? Um, Man, I, I don't know if I scored high enough on my reading comprehension SAT for this card. Yeah. I'm currently trying to search what card actually has the mer- the most immersed the most words on it in Magic the Gathering, and see if this tops it. Like it has to, right? Yeah. Like what has? Speaking of speaking of cards with big art, that alt art uh, questing beast was go- is a door is gorgeous. Oh yeah. Um, That's something else we need to mention. Uh, this set not only will the there be a guaranteed battle card in every pack, uh, but you'll have like the legends from other sets that are going to work like the mystical archives and they are going to have art frames matching special frames of the previous sets. so you get like um the in the kaladesh inventions on ragavan is going to be really weird uh i think you mean uh just crippling to the uh economy the economy yeah, yeah. uh yeah jigdex is interesting um 
We have next Heliod the Radiant Dawn. That's one of our flip cards here. So two white, white, legendary enchantment creature god, 4-4. Four, four. When there's the battlefield, return target enchantment card that isn't a god from your graveyard to your hand. Then for three in blue Phyrexian, you transform it. Uh, on the back says Heliod the Warp Eclipse. 4-6, legendary creature Phyrexian god. Uh, you may cast spells as though they had flash, as well as you cast as well as for each card your opponents have drawn this turn. Oh, I think I fell asleep from how boring that card is. <laughs> I hate I, this card does nothing. I I've read this card twenty times. Blank yeah. text box. I can't figure it out. It's, it's also uh, this is the first time we've had a, a for a uh, Theros god that isn't indestructible, right? Um, or any god that isn't indestructible in some way. No, the Kaldheim ones are... And oh, the Kaldheim the, gods definitely die, yeah. The, the gold gods from Amonkhet also. No, they come back. Oh, they're not indestructible, but they come back. Uh, yeah. Uh, to your hand, right? And then the when they, the zombie no, gods... The zombie gods in War of the Spark go back on top of your deck. They, yeah, like, go three um, deep into your deck. Doesn't, like, Scarab God and Scorpion God, don't they go, like... Oh, I know for a fact, because I almost got disqualified from a GP. I, yes. Uh, yes. Scarab God goes back to your opponent's hand on the end step of the turn in which it was d- destroyed. Okay, or good. We, we thank you for your service. Right. <laughs> Where do you believe the Scarab God should be? I do not know. <laughs> um, all right, the next one is probably... My second most hyped card that's been spoiled so far, uh, Thalia and the Gitrog Monster. Uh, one in Abzan for a 4-4 Human Frog Horror. Legendary creature Human Frog Horror, sorry. Uh, with First Strike Death Touch. I love First Strike Death Touch. Um, you may play additional land on each of your turns, and then creatures you control and non-basic lands your opponents control under the battlefield tapped. And with Thalia and the Gitrog Monster attack, sacrifice a creature or land then draw a card. Whew. Don't you yawn at this one, Ricky. Don't uh, that, was this accent, one. that was I was thinking back about Heliod. This card is yeah. exciting. Um, it has a lot of text. You have to sacrifice. You have to. So make sure you always have another card you have to sacrifice Thal in the Gitrog. Uh, you can sacrifice your lands, though. Mm-hmm. So that's good. Yeah. Um, first Strike Death Touch, they really are just, like, loving that. Gavin Verney just made a video. Everybody's got it now. My my yeah. love, Glissa, has not gotten a time to shine yet, but that is coming to a pioneer table near you. Don't you forget it. But uh, obviously, you know, New Bay, New Bay is going to have a time to shine as well. Yeah, we're gonna we're gonna curve out Glissa into Thalia and the Gitrog, and then what's Pona going to do? Yeah. I'm very excited. Gitrog is new right now, you know. Yeah, I'm very excited for the two mana artifact from All Will Be One. It lets me draw a card when my opponent casts multicolored spells. Yeah. I'm just like, that card looks better and better every day. All right. Well, Ricky, you're higher on this next card. Uh, why don't you talk about it? Fairy Mastermind is yeah. uh, Yuda, the World Championship uh, winner. Uh, designed two mana for a 2-1 Flash Flying Fairy Rogue. Whenever an opponent draws their second card each turn, you may draw a card. And four mana, each player draws a card. I think this card is very good, specifically in Phoenix or Control matchups or mirrors. Sure. Um, I, you know, of course, this card is a sideboard card. You're not going to play this main deck. But, like, even then, like, 
it's good against Rakdos too, right? Like, is it your opponent I, plays favor? I want to play this card when I have a children in play. Yeah, that's also good. Uh, I don't care about the activated ability. Yeah. I care about this thing having flash, and like your opponent plays their second spell for the turn with their Ledger Shredder, and you get to flash in Fairy Mastermind and draw a card off their Ledger Shredder trigger. Sure. Um, I like that you can flash this in in response to a Teferi uptick and draw a card before your opponent's uh, gets to untap their lands with Teferi. Sure. Um, I will say this is this is like a very nothing complaint, but it's my biggest complaint about this card. And that, um, look, it's amazing how great this looks like Udo, right? But it looks so much unlike every other card in this set. And it really feels like the old SCG tokens or the CFB tokens where they're like, here is very clearly this player on a card art. I like, don't think so. Because I agree with Rickman. This set's like, this set's just Power Rangers in the bathtub, right? Like, we just take all of our toys. Uh, they're going to fight to the death. And, no, like, uh, that's fine. But, like, so everything from is, everywhere. The art is, like, just so clean. Like, just looking at the spoiler page right now, like, the art just so is so clean and crisp. And, like, it just looks way different, I think. Uh, from a lot of the field of the other cards. So that, I guess I can see where you're coming from, but I think with this set and the concept and the like idea of this set being like literally every plane ever fighting. Sure. That like, it's not going to look out of place because everything's going to look out of place. Sure. Uh, all right. Breach the multiverse, five black, black for a sorcery. Each player mills 10 cards. And for each player, choose a creature or planeswalker card in that player's graveyard. Put those cards onto the battlefield under your control. Then each creature you control becomes a Phyrexian in addition to its other types. I want to admit something. Yeah? I've never fully read this card. Okay. Can you blame me? No. How are you going to put this normal-looking seven-mana sorcery (laughs) in between, like, Charizard, Pikachu, uh, like, a world championship card, a new Chandra, Thalia, Gitrog, Jingataxis, that's a Yu-Gi-Oh card on the back, and tell me, like, no, 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 read this normal, normal card. How? How is this set going to have commons? It's going to be all rares. Every every common is going to be so unbelievably disappointing. It, unless they're all, really? like... There is a common in this world that I think is very right. good. No, except unless they're all like this. Yeah. Uh, all right, Drana and Linvala, one white, white, and a black for a 3-4 legendary vampire angel. Flying Vigilance activated abilities or your opponent's creatures can't be activated. And Drana and Lavala has activated abilities of all creatures your opponent's control. You may spend mana as though it were mana of any color to activate those abilities. This card's good. Yeah, get ready. The, the Linvala effect, if you are newer to magic, is very, very, very strong. And right. if you see these cards for cheap, I would pick them up just to see them. Uh, just to have them, sorry. Look, it's just not very to- pog when Karn shuts down your artifacts. Right. It's going to be even more or less pog when Drana and Linvala are stopping your creatures from doing anything. Yeah, yeah. It's going to be... It's, it's Foggers. Fail of the game, okay? Right. Yeah. 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 Nice. Uh, forgotten yeah. Gods. yeah. Uh, the most hyped card of the set, Yargle and Multani. Three black, black, and a green for a legendary creature, Frog Spirit Elemental. It's an 18-6. Um, yeah. <laughs> and it's it's got That's the it. best... Player. It's got the best flavor text in the set. But how many prize cards do I get if my if I kill my opponent with it? 
That's what I want. Uh, what's like a VMAX? So you get three price cards. Oh, okay, nice. Good, good, good. Yeah. Uh, I think it's the biggest creature in Pioneer. Yeah, I think so, yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. Um, Miracle's a 13-13. Right. So this is also the best fling target. Uh, this card's insane. Yeah. Uh, I don't think it's actually going to see any play. It's very, oh, very... No, 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 no. Oh, yeah? I'll force it. Okay, all right. <laughs> uh, the only thing I was like, I got to build a commander deck of just this and other vanilla cards. It's just literally yeah. just, n- it's just a nothing deck. Yeah. <laughs> just look, put numbers on the table and attack. Look, we slapped Audacity on this bad boy. Oh, no. That's 20 damage. 20 trample. I don't need no Zenigo. If you mutate... <laughs> <laughs> That's the end of the sentence. Uh, all right, Galta and Mavern. Three green, green, white, white for a legendary creature. Dinosaur, vampire. 12-12 uh, with trample. Whatever you... Att- so what's going to be... Actually, think about all these creature types now. It's going to be really fun when we get the Morrow teaser and just try to decide and think about what the combos are going to be, like what character combos these cards are going to be. So here's the thing, right? Yeah. So, Yargle uh-huh. is an 8-3, right? Yes. So, Multani is an equal, right? Uh-huh. Together, they are equivalent. They are the same, right? Yeah. Galta is a 12-12 Trampler. Yeah. Which Maverin's means Maverin, uh, short king that he is, uh, is literally just sitting on top of this dinosaur with their sword out going like, yeah. Yeah. And, like, adds nothing to this, right? Closer yeah. to, like, with my sword. Drawn exactly. and Linvala, as well as Thali and the Gitron, got weaker? Uh, combined, yes, they did. But they're also both, like, the uh, unlikely enemies or whatever, unlikely allies trope, right? Yeah, sure. So that makes sense, right? If, yeah. if Thalia and the Gitrug monster fights any any other creature except for Glissa, that other creature dies, to be fair. Yeah. If it fights, if it fights the Galta or if it fights the Multani, it wins. Yeah. Well, right. she's got, like, Archangel Spear. Um, anyway, so Ma- Galton Mavern Fame with Trample. Whenever you attack, choose one. Create a tapped and attacking XX green dinosaur creature token with Trample where X is the greatest power among oh, attacking creatures you control. Perfect. Because so we just put this in, right? We we turn to our Soren, we put this into play, and then uh, we get this, another 12-12 dinosaur. Yep. You don't get another 12-12 dinosaur. What? Yeah, it says other. I was excited. I know, I know. I just wanted to thank you for going on that ride with me. Uh, you can have a one-one vampire token, though. Uh, that's other as well. Oh, I guess yeah. You, well, you can. It is, it. isn't it? Yeah. We this use card an elf does to nothing. This we card use, does nothing. We use an elf to cast this, so we have one other creature. You know. Oh, it has this to attack nothing. Uh, yeah. So create X one-one white vampire creature with life link. Where X is the number of creature to- attack creature. To- Other so that's, that's yeah, that's actually what Maverick's doing. He's got like in the regular art, they have like the big gold castle on Galta's back, and he's just throwing vampires and baby dinosaurs at people. <laughs> also, I don't know if you saw the other like version of the art that is just like the minted coin with both of them in relief. That was I done. Hate that, art. that was done by the artist who did stuff for the Royal Mint in the UK and minted like the last three coins of Queen Elizabeth on them. Well, that's really cool. I still didn't like the art. <laughs> yeah. uh, all right, then we have the world's angriest Frexian Jellybean. Oh. 
I can read this one. Yeah, go for it. Yeah, white, blue, black, Phyrexian, red, green, uh, 4 4, legendary creature, uh-huh. Phyrexian Elemental. If you would lose unspent mana, that mana stays in your mana pool and becomes black instead, right? Uh, at yeah. the beginning of your pre combat main phase, draw a card. Uh, I think there's more to it, Ricky. Uh, <laughs> I don't think so. Uh, if it has three or more colored mana symbols in its mana cost, uh, you can reveal it, and if you do, uh, then you get to add three mana of any combination yeah. to your mana pool, and then you draw it. Look, think about this. We're throwing this bad boy in our Niv Delight deck, and it, Wait. I, I don't know. Hold on. All right. I'm going to make Chris real happy. Okay. Oh, oh, what was that? What was that eye roll? All right. Uh, if you flip Phyrexian Obliterator, it makes him cost one mana. It it isn't three different colors of mana. It has, it has to be three. It has, it has, to, be has three to have pips. three pips. So Phyrexian Obliterator has four pips. So it would give you four mana in any combination of colors, or three mana in any combination of colors. What you're telling me is in my five color Omnath deck, I should be you playing Phyrexian play Obliterator. Obliterator. Is that what you're telling me? I'm you saying the Flores dream, the Flores dream of the Domri Raid uh, Phyrexian Obliterator deck is back. Yeah. If you've never seen that video, go find it. It's ancient, but Michael Flores had a dream in which uh, he was activating Domri Raid to make his Obliterator fight his opponent's creatures and built in modern a, like, three-color Deathrite Shaman Blood Moon uh, deck with, like, Fauna Shamans, Domri Raids... Demigod of Revenge, Frexian Obliterator, Magus of the Moon, uh, and he just sat there and won a leak. It's the greediest deck I've ever seen. And he went to 12 life every game, just fetch shocking. <laughs> but the dream was alive. All right. That's Omnath. That's Omnath. All right, last card. Moment of ga- Blue Gatorade. Uh, Moment of Truth wanted a blue for Elspeth is an angel this whole time. We knew it. Uh, instant. Look at the top three cards of your library. Put one of those cards in your hand on one end of your graveyard and one of the bottom of your library. Uh, did they just give us EI again? I thought we banned this card. <laughs> this card is an EI imposter. But, uh, it is an instant. It is EI at home. It is, uh, it is an instant. Ricky and Mickey, Mickey this, this is... Um, what does Telling Time do? Telling Time puts one on the top of our deck? Right, Bot- telling time is bottom in hand, hot yes. bottom in hand, yeah. But this puts one in the graveyard. I know the one in the yard is almost as good as one in the top of the deck. You know, you know, uh, maybe better. You know, get the best card of the three. Worth two in the bush. You know, it might be oh. one. Oh. I just I want to cast this and see like treasure cruise land phoenix, and I'm just gonna smile and I'm gonna look at my opponent and I'm gonna say what I always say. When something very lucky happens to me in a game of magic, which is, I am very good at this game. Hashtag skill game. Hashtag <laughs> um, I thought you were going to pull a Yugi Moto and say, this just isn't your day. No, this just isn't your day. Uh, I, I do say it a lot. If you ever play against me, it, it's what I say. Uh, whenever I consider and there's a Phoenix on top, I go, I am a professional. And I put the Phoenix into the yard and then draw my card. Uh, I want to have that moment with this card. I want to have my moment of truth, right? 
Yeah. Uh, I want to be your man in motion. All I need is a pair of wheels, right? Yeah, let me know about your walk with Christ with this card. Uh, I, I will. I will. If you're Servo Token, you cast, uh, you look at the top three cards. They're all Phoenixes. You put them all in the graveyard. You and flash back. What was this? Yeah. yeah. You remember this was, this was during our... Um... I remember he cast uh, Gaze and just he hit... He cast the... Gaze and hit all three Phoenixes, yeah. yeah. I think he hit like two or something like that, but it was still yeah. pretty crazy. All right. Anyways. Well, uh, then we got some flip lands, and then we got uh, Mom and Dad are Dead. Uh, that card doesn't... Uh, literally, that card does not come out until like A June. month later. No, because yeah. I don't want after. Okay. It's not in May. All right, so uh, real, real spoilers. The spoilers for spoilers. Uh, the Kenris Royal Funeral, two white-black for a legendary enchantment. When the Kenris Royal Funeral enters the battlefield, exile up to two target legendary creature cards from your graveyard. You draw X cards and you lose X life where X is the greatest mana value among cards exiled this way. Legendary spells you cast because one less to cast for each creature exiled at the Kenris Royal Funeral. Uh, I can't wait to play this in Gold Cube. Unbanned. This is the commander card, right? Unbanned. Kethist. Ricky, this is going to the gold cube, right? Probably. There's yeah. too many cards. I'm so mad. I was like, Phyrexia 1, like, there's some okay gold cards, but, like, not many good ones. Easy updates. And then this set is just like, ha, ha, good luck, idiot. Uh, I'm actually excited about a commander card already. Which which are the legendaries? Uh, Goro, Goro, and, Sa- and Sadaro. Yeah. It is just... Uh, the art is amazing. Mm-hmm. The original art, not the alt art. I think the alt art's fine. Uh, but the art is so amazing. It is the most anime card I've ever seen ever. Yeah. And it is like, it's a goblin human. <laughs> <laughs> Just like me. Um, and it's like, it's haste tribal or ninjas. Like, it just is like, yeah, man, whatever you want to do, we'll give you five fives. I don't yeah. know. I'm into it. I, I don't know. I like Slimefoot and Squee. I just like Slimefoot and his little fungus army. The alt art of Slimefoot and Squee is actually hilarious. Yeah. Uh, Squee is Squee looks very, uh, very concerned. Well, Squee only has one life left, so he's got to be careful. You know, we've all got one life left, right? One yeah. life to live. Yeah, one shot, one opportunity. Exactly. I thought Catilda was dead. Pretty sure I've seen her ghost. Pretty sure I've casted it in an Auras deck in Pioneer. Um, you know, she is a spirit now, isn't she? Yeah, I, you know, was anybody really reading in 2021, right? 2022? No, No. I was, I was illiterate for all of that year. Yeah, exactly. All right. Uh, well, I think that will wrap it up for spoiler talk. So let's head to our last segment where I get to thank all of our wonderful Patreon, patreon.com slash crew three MTG. Uh, you are the real heroes besides our other sponsors we mentioned earlier in the, in the day. Uh, yeah, so yeah. go check out playingmtg.com and go use our code crew3pod at manscaped.com. Uh, but yeah, so uh, of course we have three wonderful, we have several wonderful tools available, plenty of content. We already front loaded February um, with our uh, all will be one top 10 and Ricky and I gushing about One Piece. Um, this will be going up for everyone, but I'm hoping here in the next week or two we're going to record the um, Speed Racer commentary watch along, uh, and I'm very excited for that. Uh, but we always have wonderful stuff going out there. Um, I the February, sorry the the um, 
January swag bags are hopefully people are going to start getting them soon. Uh, they were kind of delayed to go to the mail, just got everything we had going on at the end of the month. Um, and then obviously all the storms. So hopefully people will start getting those soon because uh, they're great. There's there's a little bit of a bonus in Ricky from those as well. And then um, I have almost all the cards for February. So once the rest of the shipment goes in, February will also be in the mail. And then we'll look forward to March the swag bags. Uh, but of course, uh, any tier gets to join in on our Patreon channels in the Discord, where sometimes we get to ask for, uh, you know, if there's uh, something you want us to cover for the Patreon exclusives, if there's something you want us to cover for the show, I'm sure the next few weeks we'll be doing that, uh, looking for topics there as we kind of are just sort of seeing the fallout of the Pro Tour to see what else is going on as we wait for more cards to be spoiled in the next month. Uh, but, of course, not only do you get access to that channel, you get access to the Patreon mailbag where you can ask a question that might sound something like this. This question comes from Servo Token, who asked Ricky, "Can you name every manland in Pioneer?" Every manland in Pioneer. Every manland in Pioneer. All right, all right. So it's we can just do the, next time. Just the enemy ones, right? Wandering Fumeral, uh, Shambling Vent, Hissing Quagmire, uh, Lumbering Falls, and. Uh, that's blue, green, red, blue, white, black, green, black, needle, uh, needle spires, needle, hmm. Um, you got it, it needle spires. Needle spires, yeah. So um, you're going on those five. Mutavolt. Yep, Muta Vault, there are, I will uh, tell you there are 16 total. Okay. Mutavolt, Mobilized yeah. District, Hostile Desert. Um, then there's uh, Crawling Barrens. Okay. Um, there is uh, Mizura's Foundry. Okay. Uh, so that's 10. You said there's 16 total. There's uh, the Ice Mutavolt. It's called... Um, hey, Chris, you gotta, you gotta let him name it. <laughs> he, had it he had it. He knew what it was, man. Uh, there's the Ice Mutavolt. Uh, we don't have any in Theros... We don't have any in RTR. Um, Konzatark here. I don't think we have any. Um, I'm just scanning. Scanning to find five more. I got Hostile Desert. That one's kind of hard. I got Mobilized District. Um, oh, wait. Five more is easy. Den of the Bugbear. Hall of the Giant. Uh, Hall of the Storm Giants. Uh, Layer of the Hydra. Uh, Cavern of the Ice Caves. And high uh, layer of the, Cavern of the ice cave is not correct. Cavern of the ice cave is not correct. Correct. No. La Cavern of the ice dragon. Cave. Uh, I'll get it's cave of the frost dragon. Cave of the frost dragon. Okay. Did That's you all say? 16? Did you say crawling barons? I did say crawling barons. Okay. All right. You got him. You got him. That's the generic uh, one from Zendikar Rising that gets yes. two one counters. Uh, and of course, Bridger asked if we are counting Dunes of the Dead. And that does not count. That's not. That doesn't animate. That that's a card that dies. It makes a two-two zombie. That is correct. Yeah. All right, Ricky, you passed. Great job. Now, uh, now, now we need a flavor text quiz sometime again soon. There's no flavor text on any of those cards. No, I'm just saying. I'm just saying in general, we're going to do a flavor text quiz at some point. Oh yeah. Soon. Okay. There probably is flavor text on a few of those cards, actually. Um, you don't want flavor text. No flavor text. Flavor text. Also, does just flavor text. Yeah. Um, Crawling Barons and Face Save. Most of the uncol uh all of the colorless ones but Mistress Foundry have flavor text. Right. Yep. 
All the color ones have way too many text lines. Have way too many words. All right. Well, that will do it for this week. So thank you again to Sir Token, and thank you again to all of most players at Patreon, patreon.com, slash crew3mtg. Uh, gentlemen, where can they find you on the socials? Hey, you can find me on the tweeters at it's underscore Christmas. Christmas has no T. You can find me on Twitter at also Steve. Uh, please follow me. I'll be uh, continuously uh, winning at naming random magic cards by description. Uh, and you can also find me sometimes on twitch.tv slash crew3mtg. And of course, you can find me at our official Twitter account at crew 3 podcast tweeting a lot about magic but also a lot about 40k i've played a bunch of kill team lately and I, let me tell you what it was great to be in a game store and just like not have been playing in a mag- in a modern not RCG playing podcast. a seven round modern tournament yeah oh my god i could scream about that yeah <laughs> All right, and uh, yeah, I mean, look, I got my taste streaming back, so uh, I'm going to try to – we'll see if I can make it like an every other week type of thing because I, 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 it was great streaming again. I just kind of want to do fun stuff. Maybe Heck not yeah. play Magic, play some other fun stuff, whatever. Uh, but yeah, so be sure to check us over on there. And of course, I, I'm working on trying to keep a consistent upload stream of our video version of the show. And uh, if Ricky stuff's dodging me, we'll get the Pioneer Progression Series going again and uh yeah the undisputed air of ruckman rolls on thank you all for listening thank you for our sponsors thank you uh for those of you who go check out our sponsors again it's playing mtg.com and crew code capital c uh lowercase r e w three p o d uh over on manscape.com for 20 percent off plus free shipping so thank you to our wonderful sponsors we'll talk to you all next week bye, bye. bye.